for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tacovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis' ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C. O-V-A-S dot com, and don't go gently, y'all. Welcome again, y'all, to the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Podcast. For those of you that didn't see last week's show, what you are listening to today is the second part of our Soul Archery Elk Hunting Calling Strategies. There was so much content for this episode, we had to split it into two parts to save y'all from Elk Bros Overload. So after Gilbert's intro, it's right back into the discussion. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the second part of our calling strategies. Take it away, Gilbert. This is it, y'all, the fifth and final episode of our solo archery elk hunting series. And I personally guarantee you this. Once you have called one of those most majestic creatures ever put on the face of this earth, you will no longer be the same. The sheer size and power and unbelievable grace and then the in-your-face scream of a bull's bugle, so close and intense, it shakes your soul to the point of forgetting everything you've ever known. Yeah, buddy, it's what we dream of. Tonight, it's time for solo calling strategies and techniques that your elk hunting coach, Joe Gillia, has used for over 40 years. The calls and scenarios he uses where and when he uses them, along with the mindset and calls to use when a bull responds to you. So my friends, pull up a chair, adjust your volumes just right, and welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting, brought to you by ElkGrows.com, with your host Gilbert Ornelas and elk hunting coach Joe Gillian. You want to hunt elk? They live to hunt elk. Their goal is to share with you what they have learned grinding it out for over 35 seasons doing what they love. So come on into camp and set a spell. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunters. Um, okay, so 
The other scenarios that I utilize, understand what a scenario is. A scenario is where I'm trying to paint a picture, where I'm trying to portray a particular situation. And what I am trying to do is reenact the type of bulls that I know are out there. There's that advertising bull. And what that advertising bull is, that's that bull that he just stays put in an area. He bugles like every five minutes, just telling all the cows out there, here's the boys in town and I'm right here. Okay, come to me. And I learned this after I killed a bull. Uh, I had killed a bull at about 10 yards. Uh, Chav was had gone off with the herd. I was trying to get Chav to come back. And so I use that double bugle as a signal that I do. And I started cranking that double bugle off, cranking it and cranking it and cranking it and cranking it. I mean, obnoxious. Any, any hunter that would have been out there is, oh, my God, will that guy please shut up, you know, and just cranking it, that double bugle. Yeah, because typically a live elk's not doing a double bugle all the time. No, right? no, they're not. But I have a feeling so you that, know that's double, a hunter. <laughs> that double bugle sounded like a couple of bulls in the area and that they were just advertising before chav got to me i called in four bulls with my dead bull on the ground in front of me called in four bulls Mm. and so there was a big light bulb that went on at that time so an advertising bull will do just that smell going for you too (laughs) i did i did yeah i did yeah you know when i killed my big bull we called in seven bulls that morning joe yeah. It was epic. I mean, never seen anything like it in my, and it was so easy. All you had to do is make a little, make a, a little bit of a mew. And man, I'm telling you, uh, they were just out of their minds crazy coming into that. Right. Right. But it was really getting them fired up. And y'all had done that down below had really gotten them fired up and that herd was pushing. Right. So it was really understanding. I understood what was going on. They were just, going crazy screaming but they kept getting a little closer so all i needed to do was really sound like a little lost cow and man it was katie bar the door we called in bull after bull after bull and mine's dead you know 70 yards from where we shot him so So there was something that happened there that we talked about in the last podcast and that was converging groups man and uh anytime a bull with cows Here's another bull with cows and that group moving his way. He is not going to run from that, man. It's a, no. it's an opportunity. It's it's mature bulls with cows. And remember, guys, that um, one bull does not breed his own cows, man. There's uh, a cow that comes into estrus is going to be bred by by four to six bulls, man. Uh, Adelite. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and with the pecking order because those guys are going to – the, the bigger, stronger ones, that's why they do all of that, are going to be the ones to be able to do that. So I use the advertising bu- bull where I just sit there and I just call. The other one is what I call the destination bull. And when I'm, I don't have anything happening, nothing is happening, I'll do what I call destination bull. I will start from down low where I started at, maybe in a park, and I start working up a ridge towards those bedding areas where I know bulls and, and cows like to bed. And as I'm doing it, I am sounding off, and I'm giving cow calls, sounding just like a bull, because I don't know if you've ever really noticed that a bull really starts cranking once his herd gets into the trees, because once they get into the trees, it's hard for them to see each other, and so he is just cranking that bugle off to let those cows know, here's where I am, 
here I am. All right, ladies, let's all stay together, even though that they're staying in a group up, up ahead of him and he's coming in behind them. All right. So I like to do that as a destination. I act like that bull. And what happens is as I'm doing that, other bulls are zeroing in on how I'm moving, where I'm going. And as I get up there, then I can start doing some breeding things or some cow and bull uh, noises like we talked about before with just some nice cow calls inside there. And I'll get a bull that was coming up, all of a sudden will sound off, or they'll come in silently on that from the sides as well. Or the other thing, like you talked about one time, Luis, was by me doing that, sometimes it starts encouraging other bulls to start sounding off. It, it, it gets them it's the party excited. Started. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And and I think it's really dependent on the phase that you're in too, Joe, the early phase, then you got the, you know, the middle of the rut and then that peak, and then, you know, it starts dwindling off from there. So you kind of adjust those things too, to what, what, to what phase of the rut we're in. Right. You know, and, and right. how we start our calling sequence and everything else. So but just I, for, I kinda under, to that. understand what that destination bull, what that spells out. For yeah. other bulls in the area, that is a bull with cows moving from feed to bedding. That is something that they're, they're going to be interested in. It's not a bull in search of a fight, okay? Uh, so when you see advertising bull, again, lover, not fighter, right? Okay? Right. Ladies, here I am. Yeah. When you see the destination bull, lover, not fighter, until a bull gets into space, all right? Bull, my next scenario is bull with a hot cow, all right? And this is one of my favorites here uh, to put on this show. And we did this show when Luis got his this year. And we did that with yours too, Gilbert, as well. So the whole idea of was that was we had bulls that were bugling... God, I don't know, half mile away? Yeah. Right? Probably about mm-hmm. 800 yards. And instead of screaming challenges at them, what I started doing was started sounding like a bull tending cows up there on the top, sound like another smaller bull back now on the other side of it. So in other words, I'm in the middle. There's those bulls right. a half mile away. And then there's, and I start to sound like a bull completely on the other side that is now moving in on a bull with a hot cow. Trying to sound like multiple bulls sounding off, moving in on a bull with a hot cow. When anytime you hear multiple bulls sounding off, that first thing says what? Hot cow. Cows. Cows, baby. Yeah. They got Hot cow. Yep. Anytime you have multiple bulls screaming, if you guys ever hear them going nuts like that, there is a hot cow, man. Sure. They're going friggin' nuts right now, right? So yep. now you're starting to, as I'm saying this thing, all you guys that are listening and, and you guys are starting to understand, okay, what it is that's starting to make these guys feel a certain way, okay? So I start to sound like a bull with a hot cow. I've already told you the the pants and i and i've told you those things and and that's when you can start doing things that are the just throwing out uh i'll start with a sweet cow call just the 
just a nice, sweet, here I am type cow call to where I can become more insistent. Those type and throwing those in different directions and then have that bull. Now I can do a lip ball if you can do that. Another way that you don't you don't have to do a lip ball where uh, you're buzzing the lips, you can do it with voice inflection as well. Because, sure. or raking a tree like crazy, because whenever you hear cows and you hear that lip ball or you hear a tree getting raked, that's a bull displaying for a cow, okay? That's a bull that is like showing his dominance to that cow, showing how strong he is to that cow, okay? Uh, because she is going to choose whether or not he can breed with her, believe it or not. <laughs> She's going to choose that, right? So that's why the, the next thing that the next scenario that I talk about is one that has worked for us as well, well Gilbert, and that's the dominant bull with cows. And when I start sounding like a big dominant aggressive bull with cows, I have pulled other cows away from other bulls because they yeah. want to be yeah. with that dominant bull. We've, and we've had that convergence happen, right? Man, several times, yes, sir. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, and when it happens, it's the perfect storm. And you just got to put yourself in the middle. And look, I've seen it blow up, too. I've seen I've seen them be coming and, you know, the cows, you're in between him and the cows. And then all of a sudden they hear another bull bugle off in the distance and they turn and go that direction. Right. The, these animals are herd animals. They're used to being around one another. But when they get into that rut, they get all jacked up. And generally speaking, and we say that generally, 90% of the time, you can get in between them cows or those herds converge, man, it, you've got magic happening. And if you can just be patient and get get in position, little soft stuff, and if they're already lathered up, you don't have to do a whole lot. And I, I'll tell you, I, I'll position. tell you when I do the dominant bull thing and sometimes the bull with the hot cow, I don't know if you remember, Luis, but... Let's say that I had a, a bull to the south, the bull that is our target bull that we're trying to bring in that has a group of cows with him, and I'm up on the ridge. I actually started heading away yes. to the north, making those sounds like I was going, like I could care less about that bull. Right. And yeah. I started to do that and have other bulls. So it's kind of like when I'm doing my thing with with the cows I have you're going to hear me do a small bull to one side then I'm going to do a little bit more medium-sized bull maybe with a chuckle and I'm going to let them do their thing and I'm still going to tend my cows and then I start having them come a little closer now we've done this with multiple guys but I've done this as a solo hunter sure uh, I've even switched reeds I have three reeds out because they can give different noises and I'll give one bull to one side I will react as they start to come in and they start to show aggressiveness I I I see this in my mind. I, I see what I've seen elk do before, what I've heard elk do before, and I play that scenario out. And, Luis, how long did it take before we got those bulls? Those bulls actually left, went up a hill on another side, and it sounded like they were going to disappear and go so away. Over 45 minutes, right. for sure. Over 45 minutes before they 
felt good about, oh, that's a group Engaging, moving yeah. off. And then what I did was when that group was moving off, I did a call like this. Hmm. Remember that? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, and, and, and you had a calf responding right. the exact same type of response. I mean, same tone, same emotion, same volume. So for you guys same. listening, you're going, well, what the heck was that? It was a lost cow, lost, lost calf. calf. The higher pitch you do it is a calf. But when you do that, it's a real annoying. It's almost like that cow's running around going, where are you? Where are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like lost, when you have a I'm kid, if we, we get, when you have the kids uh, crying in the house, yeah. it, it, right. after a while, you're going to get up and say, like, what's going on? <laughs> so what happened was that bull isn't what turned and came to us. I pulled the cows out of the trees. The cows came over and started yep. working across, and that bull just followed suit right there. Uh, so I like to do that dominant bull with cows. I start to sound like that aggressive bull. And I do a, when I'm doing that, I do a lot of these. I'll make those kinds of noises instead of a bugle. And they will hear that. It's, yeah, they'll hear those low guttural noises like that, and they know that that's a an aggressive bull or a frustrated bull up there with cows. You add some of the panting, you do some well, raking, right, and throw that lost cow in between towards <laughs> the where those animals are coming from. And to some bulls, it's like, oh man, I got an opportunity to steal me that cow, right? You bet. So. Uh, so, and then the other one that we do is, is similar that I talked about that. And when I talk about doing the triple reads off into different directions and, and having that come in sounding like a rut fest, that's yeah, what I like call a, putting on a show, right? Yeah, putting on a show or having a party for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I've done that with you and it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's so just, much fun. And, and when we use the decoy, you just got to make sure your son's not at your back. <laughs> yeah yeah that can happen man that, that was a, that was a blast uh a couple oh, years ago and and we actually were hunting uh two different groups and we happened to merge on the top of a mountain there and uh and we recognized each other's bugles and then we kind of all understood that it was the time just to sit there and put on the show well, yeah, because uh, I, I would awesome. throw out, there was a point where I would throw out cow calls, and then you would bugle a bugle, and as soon as you did, I would cut you off with this yes. aggressive scream. And then Beta right? would sound off down, down, down a little further away. Yeah, like he was coming in, and to any bull in the area, it's like, oh my gosh, man, I want to be part of that. Because <laughs> what was happening is, and... Y'all, you, I don't care where you we go. We called a lot, a lot of hunters places. doing that, Joe. Yeah, yeah. You call <laughs> we called a lot of hunters in. <laughs> they're like, wow. When they come in, they're like, man, that was y'all? Golly. Uh, like, but wow. it's fun, man. Like it you said before, when you, when you start doing stuff like that, that's just crazy, man. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of fun, you know, and, and those are – it's repeatable, Joe. I've been with you year after year after year, and we're not doing uh, – it's really when we do it. You right. know, so uh, like I said, I, 
I, I think, you know, there's a question of do you change your calls, you know, uh, from the, the first part of September to the end of the month? It just um, really depends on the situation that you're in. So I'm going to go over that, all right? Uh, yeah. So this is, this is the uh... – this is the sauce and not the pasta. I've been, yeah. you know. Yeah, we want the juice, Joe. Uh, I'll give you the juice, man. So here's the thing, guys. I, first of all, understand this, is that when you're hunting, most guys are targeting. I, I'm targeting bulls. I, that's what I want to do. I want to kill a bull, right? So most guys are targeting herd bulls or satellites while they're herded up. But that only happens during part. That's only one scenario, okay? There's all kinds of different <clears throat> modes the bulls are in out there depending on the time of the year so uh there there could be bulls looking for a pal right they're they're bacheled up they're looking for a buddy do 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 let's be friends and they're setting pecking orders they're doing all these things testosterone hasn't really started coming up yet so they're still in that bachelor mode there's yeah, bulls out of a big bachelor group last yeah, year joe right they all totally. together it was this time of last year that I went up and videotaped 21 bulls together. Wow. Uh, so uh, the, the other mode is just a bull that's just advertising his presence. You know, letting other bulls know, hey, I, I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the guys on the block. Glad to meet you. <laughs> They're just advertising their presence they're just throwing those advertising bugles out there those those nice uh location style bugles nothing aggressive just letting people know that they're there all right there's bulls that are looking to fight spar or set a pecking order as that testosterone starts to grow or some of those cows remember guys the rut happens when a cow comes in heat in estrus right? And they don't all come in estrus at the same time. There can be a cow that comes in estrus in one canyon and nothing for 10 miles. Mm -hmm. So the rut is not an area phenomenon. It is a local where that cow is that comes in heat, okay? So, uh, and it can happen anytime before the equinox on the 21st or the 22nd, uh, all the way to the 1st, uh, the end of August, all the way after that, and and they're going to hit that estrus multiple times if they're not bred. So don't forget that. They control what happens with the rut. So as bulls, their testosterone's getting higher, they're starting to set their pecking order because they are going to decide, you know, who's in line when those cows start coming in heat. Also, the other mode is it's bull looking for cows, looking to gather cows. And I will tell you, early on, it's those small bulls that are going to gather the cows. It's going to be those satellite bulls that earlier in the season because those more mature, intelligent bulls are going to stay off, let them young ones do all the work, waste all that energy, and then they're going to go take them away from them once those cows start coming into heat. Okay? Uh, it could be bulls working cows at daylight. If a bull does have cows, he could be working those cows just trying to keep them together at daylight. That's a mode that they're in where they're just trying to keep their cows together. You and me, Gilbert, got right on a bull that's doing that. And if you ever, guys, get in the situation where you see a bull in a park with a bunch of cows 
and you see those cows starting to move into the trees, you want to get around in those trees with the wind in your face and try to get between those cows because that bull is going to be the last one to enter in. Okay? But you can also, once you get in there, you do a little small roundup bugle and, man, just saying, hey, ladies, come to me. Huh. And you're going to tick yeah. that dude off, right? Okay. <laughs> he's been tending them all night long. He's been staying with them all this time. And now this bull has slid in there and said, oh, come on, right? Yeah. Come on over here. I got something yeah. for you, right? Like, like I said, it, it, you, even, even you some glunking. Yeah. It, he, he won't glunk at that time. He okay. won't glunk yeah. at that time. No, yeah. because he's he has not. He's. Those cows are not at that point, and he's not with them at that point. He is just trying to pull them off of that other bull, okay? Joe, just when I thought I had it right. <laughs> now, I got news for you. Once he gets them off of there and he is the one tending them, right, yeah. especially as that season progresses, that's when you hear more of that glunking out there, okay? They could be in the, the mode of a bull wanting to fend his herd, it could be a bull wanting to breed a hot cow, or it could be uh, there's certain times of the year when bulls are just feeding that aren't, that are not part of the herd. They might be bachelors or they might be on the outside, that they're just feeding to and from bedding areas and night grounds following those other groups. So you can see they're in different modes. So let me do this, man, in this last bit of time. And, guys, jump in if you have a question because, like I said, my mind just goes through this stuff, and it's like racing, and I get I get excited by it, and, and uh, I just it's lose really, all. <laughs> it's really, though, Joe, it's really scenario-specific in exactly. how, how you work everything. I, I'll make this real short, but I remember one time it was me and the late Carl Gamage, and Carl didn't call a whole lot. He was pretty good with the diaphragm, but he didn't use it a whole lot. He sure didn't bugle very much. Uh, he had a little pipe that he used to bugle, but we came up out of this park one morning. It was pitch black dark. And, uh, he said, Hey, do you got your diaphragm in? I said, yeah. He said, well, go ahead and cow call. I cow called and it sounded like war war three. I mean, right below us, right in a park below us. We we're up right. on a little Ridge. Right. And he goes, don't do that again. <laughs> that bull is right there. Well, all of a sudden, I start hearing, yeah, and then calves, you know. So we ease over to the edge of that park, and with our binoculars, look, and it is a park full of bulls and cows in there. And the bulls are doing that glunking, and they're running around chasing cows. Yeah. And it was just a huge opportunity for us to, yes, mm -hmm. to sit and watch it unfold. And I bet you there were 12 to 15 bulls. One huge big black one. That's the one I wanted, right? Right. And uh, he said, "Well, look, we, we're going to let it get light, and as soon as we, as soon as you can see your pins, we're going to put this deal down." Well, as soon as I started cow calling, man, he didn't pay me no mind. He just went to rounding them big cows up and took off. But what happened was a satellite bull heard me over there cow calling, and he sprinted across and right into it. So nice five by five. But I'm right at yeah. that time. I was still stubborn. So, but he sprinted over there to us. The other bulls rounding up his herd, all them other ones are rounding up over here. And this satellite just peels off. And all I had to do was go, yeah. Man, he comes sprinting up the hill, broadside, 28 yards. I draw. Carl Damage is fixing to mess his britches because he's like, oh my God, he's fixing to kill one. I can't believe this. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I let it down. <laughs> 
Rant. He, I looked at him and I went, Mm-mm. he goes, oh, you should have. <laughs> he almost threw a fit, right? But it is scenario specific. And but, the more you can get around these herds of elk, the more you're going to understand. Them. And just remember, though, it, it is scenario specific, but those scenarios are dynamic. You have to yeah, read change what, what's going on with it, okay? And yeah. and what I was going to tell everybody is that I like to break down the season um, for the way we hunt it. Now, October 1st to October 10th is its own special time. So we'll talk about that on another one. But if I had to tend to September... I would say that September 1st or that late August, September 1st to the, about the 10th is what I call the pre-rut going into what I call the rut staging, okay? It's like a blend of what's happening from the pre-rut to the rut. It's the rut staging that is going on, okay? And then from the 11th to the 21st is what I call that rut staging blending into the rut, okay? And now understand... All of this stuff is, yeah, I'm giving you like date specific, but it is dynamic. If I have a bull that gets a hot cow on September 1st and starts going crazy and challenging me, all that crap goes out the window. I'm just hammering that guy, right? Okay, but generally this is going to set the modes up from September 11th to the 21st is what I call the rut staging getting into the rut, man. I mean, things are really starting to liven up at this time. Um, And from... The 22nd to the end of September, that is peak rut, heading into that October of, of late rut there. And so when I talked about the modes of what a bull could be in at that time, it's kind of, so if I go out and I give a location bugle and I get a response and I start to work in towards these animals and then I start to do things, whether it's a cow call or whether it's a bull call, that I get my response, that's how I'm going to tell what mode this critter's in. For example, what modes would they be in from September 1st to the 10th? Well, it's going to be bulls in bachelor groups or bulls looking for a pal, okay? Luis, you, you came on a group of those when we were out that, yes. that season. And they weren't being super aggressive with the bugling and stuff, right? No, they, I, I could hear them uh, actually uh, kind of cow calling. Uh, and, and they were, what do I they call were sparring. They huh? were sp- the bow. Bow call, yes, bow sir. Calling. <laughs> Bull mute. And they were sparring off. I mean, I, I could hear about three different uh, uh, sounds of, of, of antlers crack clashing. So, I mean, that, that is about six of them, and I could see three of them down in this, in this uh, depression. So uh, at least nine bulls. And so let me tell you the type of calls that these guys are going to are, respond to. Luis already told you one. Bull muse, bow calls. They're going to respond to that or come into that. Location bugles and what I call uh, just creative calling. So that don't make your call sound the same all the time. You can sound like a weaker, non-aggressive, I'm here type vocalization. So if I, if I want to do something like that, I have different calls like, Or, and you'll hear some of these guys that don't even want, they're like lazy. Those types of calls. 
that's that early season type of bulls and bachelor groups or bulls looking for a pal. It's not, it's not, it's not that, right? I hope you're hearing the difference, guys, right? That's not that scream at it. It's not that aggressiveness. They're going to come in. Chuckles are not an aggressive sound. They're not an aggressive sound. There's some bulls that that's all they will do early season. So there's sometimes when I'm doing my my calling in there that I'll just chuckle because it's not an aggressive sound. And I'll get a bull that'll or just give me that, right? And most of the time, it's not even that long. That's a little bit more. They're just going to give you a couple. Okay, so that's how you, you, when you get a bull that responds to that, that's how you can tell it's just those non-aggressive bulls looking for a pal or in a bachelor group. Now, what about bulls just advertising their presence? Well, that's that bull that is going to respond to a location bugle. He's going to respond to a double screen bugle. He's going to respond to raking. Now, start hearing, am, am I... Are these different calls or the same calls but being used at different times, right? Mm -hmm. Some in order first. So I will tell you, I always cow call first, always, no matter what. That's just me. Some guys don't. I do all the time. I always want to put that out first. But then I do that location bugle, that double screen bugle. I will rake. I will chuckle. And I'll use cow calls. Now, if how do you know if it's just a bull advertising their presence? Well, if you give a location bugle and he answers you from way far away there and then you and cut the ground you haven't heard anything you haven't heard a noise and then you go in there you try a cow call you get nothing turn in the opposite direction away from where that bull is and give another little just quiet bull bugle and if he bugles again he's in the same place he's just staying put right there but a lot of time those guys will start bugling every couple of minutes when they're advertising, yeah. okay? And you can start it. Now, you can get these guys worked up once you have them, but my job is just to know where he's at at first, and then we're going to go from there. Uh, so in that September, we got bulls and bachelors, bulls looking for a pal, bulls that are just advertising. And then you're even going to have bulls that are looking, they're, they're already starting to get there, looking for a fight to spar, set a pecking order, you know, I do that location bugle, right? And uh, raking's going to bring them in. Pants, grunts, glunking, along with raking, is going to bring them in because these guys are starting to feel it, along with an occasional cow whine or buzz. I want to do those kinds of things. Or if I give, and again, I just don't start right away screaming a lip ball. That's not what I do. When I do a location bugle and I get that bull to sound off, after I cut the distance, I might go in there and start doing some raking. And then a little, yeah, yeah. Let him know that there's a cow in the area. And then I start doing some of my low sounds. I start doing some of those grunts, some of those groans, right? Then I start to escalate the cow call a little bit more. Then when I get that cow call going, now I might even do a roundup or a lip ball to display after I've done some raking. Things that are telling those bulls that, hey, again, a hot cow. Do you follow me? Mm -hmm. All right. So if they're wanting to look to fight, spar, or set a pecking order, 
and they hear that there's a cow bull, they're going to start coming in to start challenge that. All right. And if there's if if I give a bull call and I get nothing, but Gilbert, like you said, I give a cow call and I get a response. What does that tell me? Do I need exactly. to be bull calling? No. No. I have found a bull that is looking to gather cows. He's in that mode. So I'm going to use herd chirps. I'm going to give a couple sweet mews. I'm going to give a whine every now and then. If it's later in the season, I might even do a little lost cow. But I'm just going to use those herd chirps and those sweet mews that aren't hard to do, man. It's just... Mm -hmm. That's all I'm doing. See it. Okay. So, simple. Joe, if I if I wanted, as a listener, uh -huh. you know, you're you're throwing out there a ton, a ton Absolutely. of information. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. And uh, it's uh, it's super cool because there's so much stuff I, I want to absorb it all and try to piece it together. But if I were to try to make a mental map, you know. It, kind of in order and how we've discussed things. I've been taking notes, right? So uh, first understand that you don't have to be an expert calling to be effective. And there are things that you can do that are not difficult to do with regards to being accurate and calling, uh, which is breaking a tree, glunking the, yeah, the pants and uh, um, one simple cow call and one, <coughs> excuse me, uh, good location bugle. Uh, but then you can you can improve that by understanding volume and intensity to create emotion right. and kind of play that with your scenarios. So also, here's the thing, though. Let me throw before you get going to and hold that thought is about the emotion. You, you escalate with that animal. Right. Don't, yeah, he dictates the escalation. Yeah. So as they start escalating, she. you want to then match that emotion and start. You want to lather that critter up, man. Okay. All right, so Got go it. ahead. Got it. So, and then also um, be a lover uh, instead of a fighter right? Uh, to start out with. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, if, if you're solo hunting, uh, keep in mind that they have an incredible ability to pinpoint your location base. Of Absolutely. Where the coming from. Yes. So just make sure that you throw those calls back to put yourself in a position where they think you're further back and then they don't hang up in front of you and they don't get any closer because they have you pinpointed and they don't see anything. Right. Um, one piece of advice I would have is that um, don't worry about how you sound because Absolutely. You, you've learned that. You, huh? Yeah. Because, you know, we all start sounding horrible. I still sound horrible, but you know, they, they, you'll be surprised. There are bulls out there that you think oh. is a, a human, terrible caller yes. and it turns out they're actually bulls. Right. So I know you have another rule of thumb is like check every bugle Everything out because I don't, you never you know, know yeah. when that's a hunter. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you hear a bugle, I don't care how bad you think it is, go check it out. In the least, you might end up having a conversation with another hunter. Get with some a good recon hunter. And That's yeah, right. I mean, they know you're hunting in the area, so that might help you out as well. Then lastly, use all these tools that we just talked about and try to piece them together, understanding the behavior of the elk based on the season. So Correct. know which season you're, you're hunting and just play it in your mind. What is it that elk are doing this time of year? And what are the different scenarios that I can possibly bump upon? If you kind of get up in the morning and you think those potential scenarios and kind of have a plan in your head, 
some of the things that in the early season, as I heard you mention, is, uh, you know, there will be some bulls ad advertising. Bulls are trying to set a parking order, and uh, and also their bulls are trying to look for sparring opportunities and stuff like that. So not as aggressive early season. Then you uh, develop into you know the 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 rut or or the late rut where you're now going to have bulls with cows uh, kind of hurting, and then bulls with cows. So, but you're going to go from pre-rut to rut staging and what that means staging, is now correct. you're going to go from bulls that are are their testosterone is getting more so now they're going to look to start gathering cows now they're going correct. to get a little bit more aggressive they're going to start splitting off from each other okay right. you're still going to see some bulls that are going to hang together spikes are notorious for it you're going to see some raghorns that'll still hang together but the more mature bulls are now starting to split off and they're starting to get more aggressive towards each other Okay, they've been buddy buddy all this time, and now they're going to get aggressive. So from that, you know, from that first to the tenth, you have a, a smattering of all of that, most of it, and you guys have all seen it where you can have bachelor groups. Then you'll see in some areas there's some bigger bulls that are already feeling the roats, and even though the cows aren't in heat, they're acting. They're they're almost. Um, it's almost like they're scripting for later on or practicing sure. when they do that. So, uh, getting warmed up. Yeah, they're just warming everything up, man. And then if you have a cow that comes in heat any time in between there, it can light something up, man. Because light a whole canyon up. Yeah, I mean there can be bulls that have zero thought of breeding, and then all of a sudden they get a nose full of that pheromone from that cow. And, yeah. buddy, let me tell you what, it's like magic, man. It, boom, it just it's like turns. like pouring gas on a fire. Just like and that. And a couple of things. Uh, if you got, I guess, several callers in your group, mm -hmm. people that know how to call, use now, that to your before, advantage. Yeah, it is. But I, I want to stick solo with hunting. this as solo right now, okay? Yeah. And and we'll talk uh, about that. Because if if you have this solo skill set, imagine putting together three guys to do this. Right? right? Yeah, man. I agree. Okay? Yeah. But I want you, you know, to understand. I mean, when we actually get together, it's a special deal. You know, yeah. uh, it's not all the time that we can do that. But when we do, man, it's pretty epic. I mean, you sound like a, a canyon that exploded with elk, you know. Right. And, and you and I both heard this. We've been in a couple canyons over starting one canyon, go up to the top of the next canyon, go back down and up. And we're coming in and those two canyons were dry. But as soon as we top out this next one it's on fire. And I mean, it's because the, we had a hot cow in, that, in those canyons, right? Right. And uh, it can, you just got to keep rolling, man. Keep moving. See, what, what I wanted, what I want you to understand. So like Luis, when you go out of camp that morning, you don't have to go out going, well, if I hear this, I'm going to do it. If I hear this, I'm going to do this. All you got to <laughs> do is you're going to go out. You're going to, you're going to do from close to far. You're going to get an animal to sound off. You're going to cut the distance on that animal. Did that animal respond to a bugle? Did that animal respond to a cow call? That immediately tells you something right there. As you cut the distance and you get in there, has that animal sounded off again? If he has sounded off again, it could be because, number one, he's advertising, or, number two, he's moving to a destination with cows. Yeah. All right? 
If and, and if, the don't, reason, and don't forget, if he's close enough, you don't have to say a word. Just cut him. Just, just cut the keep distance. cutting that distance, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the, the the reason why I say that, uh, Joe, is because it's very easy for me as a new caller to just be walking out there and start, you know, putting little cow calls, and all of a sudden I hear a bull, and it was like, "Holy crap! You freeze. You don't know what to do next, right? I mean, right. if if you don't Go. play, if you don't understand <laughs> what's happening with elk during that time of the year, and you don't have no, no, kind no, no, of a no, base, no. No, simple but wait plan a second. Uh, that you just said you put out a call and all of a sudden a bull screamed at you from just right there screw what time of year it is bro mm-hmm. now that it's bull home. has just responded to you and he's responded in a way that's very uh i mean that dude's hot man so all you have to do man is start setting up right now wait if that bull now listen to what his next thing is that he does right i wow. would not if i were you I just believe I like to play a little bit hard to get. So what I will do is I'll wait for that bull to sound off again, and then I'll wait for a second, and I'll aim behind me, and yeah, so that cow sounds a little further away. Now he's like, oh, crap, she's moved off, and i got to race in. Got to catch rather up than, Rather than you responding straight at him, because he goes, <laughs> and you go, yeah, like, oh, I'm coming to you. Well, he's yeah. going to wait, yeah. right? right? So right. Right. that's that's how I'm saying so. That situation is dynamic. It, it does not matter what time of year it is. If you stand, Now, if you go in and you cow call and you have a bull that screams uh, 400 yards away, your first response is cut the distance. And I'm saying yeah. – I guess my point is you're going to make mistakes on this. Oh, and you're going to blow them off and oh. you're going to screw it up because – Blow them up. Blow them up. Because, yeah. because you're going to learn so much from blowing them up. That's, that's what I mean, blow right? something up than not do anything at all. Yeah, right. I mean – Correct. Uh, it, it's it, crap's going to happen, man. I mean, yeah. uh, that that's what hunting's all about. Some of the stuff that comes, like I said before, it comes second nature to you. But, you know, for a guy learning and just with all this information in their heads, you know, right. it's like they hear bugles like, oh, crap, what do I do now? You yeah. know, and it, depending, so, regardless of where they're at, whether it's close or far away, <laughs> it's it's usually <laughs> their reaction, right? And how high up they are. <laughs> you know, but but it's, it's True. I got news for you, man. When they scream in this close up, that's when it's crap. What do I do now? It's like, exactly. it's, it's like, it, it's kind of like old John Belushi in Animal <laughs> House, did. man. My, he my like gets first down, thing start, is hit my start, wind, puppet. Yeah, it's like. Which way is my wind? And then we got to go set up, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, because you've been working into the wind, you already know which direction the wind is, wherever that bull's bugling from. And you're going to determine that distance is going to tell you something. How he responds next is going to tell you something. That's how you're going to know what mode that animal is in. Okay. Yeah, and just because mm-hmm. he ain't talking don't mean he ain't cutting the distance. Exactly. That's I'm a response, man. Coming you in. You. Is you a response, you. but you got to be listening and watching. My bull, we would have never known that he was actually coming until we saw him in a barrier. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's coming, you know, yeah. he's yeah. coming. We knew he was down there, he's bugling around a wallow, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, he's coming up the ridge. And it's like, oh my, he never said a word until he got to the barrier and then started coming up. And as he's coming up, he is vocalizing the whole time. The whole time. Raising cane. And we ain't had to do anything. Little soft cow call. That's about it. Just, and he's coming, he's coming to find where, what is going on up on that ridge. Yeah. But it was, it was very early in the season. 
there were very few bulls sounding off. And, you know, we made it interesting enough that he wanted to come find out what the deal was. And but he I, knew I, there was I, a cow up there. I want you and to then realize, when he saw the decoy, that sealed it. I want you to realize, Luis, that, again, what that bull responds to immediately tells you something. If that bull responds mm-hmm. to a bugle, that tells you something. Early season, that, that that's a bull that either wants to pal, be with a bachelor group, or it's a bull that's ready to fight and spar with another bull. It's not a bull necessarily looking for a cow right now. But if you've mm-hmm. got a bull that responds to a cow call, that's a bull that's looking to gather up cows, right? That, or, and he starts going one after the other. That's a bull advertising because he wants you to come to him. So what they respond to tells you something. It gives you their temperature. Then when you get in closer to them and you now uh, you give that next call, that's going to tell you something how they respond as well. So I, I want to go to that because we've covered that September, and I, and I think you guys understand that pre-rut to that rut staging, but I want to go from rut staging to rut because in that rut staging to rut, are, do you have wow. bulls looking to bachelor up? No. no. They're no. looking to fight. Yeah. Do you they have bulls take looking it to for everybody. Cow? No. Yeah. You, you might have a bull still advertising their presence, right? Okay, mm-hmm. that can be happening, but it's going to be more of bulls looking to fight now. It's going to be bulls looking to gather cows. It's going to be uh, bulls wanting to breed a hot cow or bulls defending their herd because that's the part of the season that we're getting in. And you can tell by their response. So if I go and I give a location bugle and I get a response from a bull way far off, right? And I cut that distance and I get get off and I just give a small location bugle again because he responded to there. And all of a sudden that bull goes <laughs> telling me uh, you need to back away a little bit. Or if he goes a small roundup bugle. Yeah, he's fixing right? to hit the trees. He's yeah. telling his girls, right? So that tells me something. And if I start hearing cow calls with that, I know what the situation is, right? If if uh, I get a bull again that responds to those cow calls, that's a bull that's looking to gather cows, that's wanting to find himself a good cow, a good hot cow. So their response now is going to be escalating. You're going to get... Where before in that early season, I could work a bull up and I could get him ticked off by, you know, sounding like a lover that has my own hot cow, getting him to work up. You're going to have bulls at this time that are already there, man. You're going to have bulls that have been chasing all night. Either they got their, might have gotten their butt kicked or they've been chasing a herd and they're looking for a cow. Like what Gilbert said when he gave that little cow call and that friggin' uh, satellite came hauling to him. Well, those other bulls got every cow in the neighborhood out in the middle of that park. And all of a sudden he hears a lady on the edge. Mine, mine, I'm there. Right. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. And when he, yeah. when he bounced into that little park, he let out his biggest bugle he could let out, man. And he's looking all around for that cow. I'm literally standing in the middle of that, of the middle of a little bit of, bro- I mean, look, I'm standing there drawn and he is looking right through me. I'm like, 
dude, this is this was easy. You know, I mean, this was it was I don't know why I didn't shoot him because I, I should have just to make Carl proud. I wished I'd have shot that bull. It is what it is, though. It was some of the coolest things that I've ever seen in my life. You know, being being with guys like I've, I've been truly blessed to be with the best Joe. And, I've you know, seen Carl call, seen, you know, actually seen R.C., you know, work some magic as well. And golly, how many things have we blown up, Joe? I mean, uh, Lord have mercy. And it's but because we, I'm so aggressive sometimes on, yeah, on moving right. in on things. But, uh, but heck, man, I, being that same aggressiveness has created those opportunities. And, 100%. Uh, yeah, the bull I killed, we almost gave up on. Right. We giving up on that bull, fixing to leave. And I'm like, Joe, I heard him one more time. And you're like, well, all right, well, let's – Let's see how he likes this. <laughs> so what, I, what I'm going to do now is because I know some, some guys are like, well, and this is going to be condensed, y'all, because you got to understand this would be worked into and take some time. But I'm going to give you an example of, uh, of, one, of like, one of our scenarios uh, where I'm trying to tell a story and – it, it what it's basically is I'm gonna act like a dominant bull uh, with my own hot cow, and uh, I'm not able to move far away. I'm not able to do some of the things with you guys that I can do in the woods. Like I'm not able to to you know rake move the tree distance. and stuff yeah. and things like that. But I I want you to hear how I'm gonna sound like multiple bulls from first contact to escalating, and I want you to hear and try to designate who is who. Okay, so uh, if you will, I'm just going to give you a little story here. If you're all ready for some story time. All right, let me turn this mic off. Okay. So what now you have to make guys. now you done made the herd bull mad that had his cows. Yeah. 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 All them two. satellites around him was going off. That's and right. 
He was not Dude. having it, boy. A couple interested bulls in it. And, and yeah, this one's trying and, and, to herd his stuff away from them and getting upset about it. When yeah. you're able to move in the woods and you go to each side and, and you mm. use so much more time to do this, sure. I, I'm giving you something really, really condensed right there. Because Solid. what would happen is, is I would, you know, sound like one, do a chuckle to another one, sound like multiple bulls bugling off. And then when a bull gets in too close, after I've warned him with that, <laughs> and he comes in and he kind of comes up on top of me with that, you know, where he tries to round up or he yeah, tries to scream at me. Man, at that point, when he's escalated, I cut him off like heck, man. I just yeah. smack him in the face. And... Things are getting ready to light up, okay? And so. it's, let's get out of here, and something's about to happen if these guys come in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, it was a, a full challenge session with a bull with some cows. Right, exactly. And you had you have other bulls that are satellites coming you on bet. the side. And at first, you know, he just answered if it was far away. He just answered, yep, or he just know. does a roundup for his cows. And then as things start to escalate, and and I am painting that picture. I am creating that scenario. And what do you think a bull from a half mile away hearing that is going yeah. to do? Yeah. Man. He wants in. He wants in, man. Because I mean, even if it's, just to, even if it's just to watch the spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's coming in. Look, now, I, I mean, I've been around these herds long enough to see that they don't care. They don't give a dang how big he is, how bad he is. They won't end the party because they're well, because they have an opportunity if they're a mature bull to be able to breed a hot cow. So they're yep. going to go in and they want to scent check that. Now I'll tell you this too. Here's the other thing: when you are challenging a bull, like if we're if I am bull calling and I get a bull that answers me and I have him coming into me because he wants to pick a fight with another bull, right? That bull, when he comes in, is going to try circling to my downwind side and try to scent check and find out who or what I am, right? Well, when I'm doing the herd, when I'm doing that dominant bull with other cows coming in, them other bulls from a distance come beeline. Man, they're just like... They want to get to that action, man. Yeah, so buddy. they come right in. And they will come uphill. They will go downhill. I literally called a bull in uh, when we shot with the rangefinder. He was 1,600 yards away on the other side of the canyon, came down it and all the way up to come in. I believe it. Yeah. And I believe it. I mean, it's... Uh, Guys, that's what I, I just want you to understand what a scenario is, and I want you to understand the emotions. Now, you're going like, well, Joe, man, you're a caller. How do I do that? Uh, again. Simple. Yeah. Simple calls. It's just all I want you to do is I want you to practice that volume, that pushing that hard and fast, and watch what that does. And I'll tell you, the grunt tube makes all the difference. If I was oh, to yes. do it just out here, it sounds different than when it gets that resonance inside the mm -hmm. tube. Sure. I like a flexible grunt tube. That's my tube of choice just because as a solo hunter, I got to have that ability to be able to throw things behind me, and it really helps me. Now, I have seen lately a bat style that has this flex towards the end so that you can be able to call and, and move up. That would be worth a look as well. But uh, th that's why I, I do it the way that I do, okay? Yeah, I'm partial to mine. 
some 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 old good uh, elk collar gave me one long time back and it, if i don't lose it it's gonna stay with me the rest of my natural born days so. <laughs> <laughs> well i you know i just want i want all you guys out there to realize that it's not a secret language that it is about emotion and it's about the time of year and it, when when you go well uh, i kept waiting for luis to ask me he says well how do i know it's a bull looking to fight or a bull to gather cows how do i know the difference in that right well i think just from what we've had this conversation luis can you give me any kind of answer as to how you tell the difference yeah so um you know, with the fighter, the fighter is going to have more of that grasp and, and more emotion to it, more of that volume. You, you sense that aggressiveness. Uh, the lover is, is probably going to be uh, less intensity, so, maybe even lesser volumes. And, so listen you know, close. I, I, harmonic I've, pitch. I've had a response from a bull, and I'm trying to determine whether or not that bull is gathering cows or looking to spar or fight with another bull. What is it going? What's going to tell me which one it is? Is is kind of the question. How do I know whether or not that bull that just responded to me is a bull looking to scrap with another bull, or it's a bull to look for that's wanting to gather cows? The emotion that's in the call. Well, it, what's going to really tell me that is the call that I used that he came. Oh, I'll follow you. Yeah, reacted mm -hmm. to. Yeah. So, in other words, if if I gave a cow call and that bull reacted to it, right, and then I followed up with a bugle and he shut up, and then I came out with a cow call and he reacts to it, yeah. is he looking for a fight? No. He's no, absolutely not. Because yeah. his response is telling me he's looking for a cow. If I give a cow call and I get a bull that... Uh, doesn't react at all to that and then i give a bugle and this bull comes back Argh! is he looking, looking to gather cows or is he looking yeah. for a fight right yeah. so yeah. that's what i'm telling you is by what you do and the response you get you can kind of tell what mode that critter i, I follow you you yeah. follow me I, I wanted to do that to try to make it was clear for all those people that are listening out there right now okay so yes uh it, it's that teaching mode. It's that coaching mode right now. So if, if somebody cuts you off on the baseline, well, <laughs> we I mean, just yeah, do that, man. Exactly. They might right? get that hip check, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Man, unbelievable content, Joe. Thanks, I mean, the, the stuff that you set up for our listeners just to keep it, you know, we call it the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. And uh, at the end of the day, you, you really don't have to be a Joe Gillia to call bull call bulls uh, or cows or anything like that. It just really, you got to understand the scenario and understand what the bull wants and, uh, and what the cows are doing at the same time. And don't forget to tie in human emotion with it too. That's right. Think about what you would do and, and how you would respond under certain situations that helps a ton. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing I would say too is, the fact that you were able to use your your call and your grunt tube and just show the examples and the different calls, man, 
it's uh spread is 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 awesome i, to I have. don't know i know i'm gonna replay this, this, this video look, several look, times. i don't know how I, it I, sounded in here man but i hope great. it came across I, I think more than anything though it's the when why you do it right right the when you do it and why you do it right and that for me made all the difference in the world I got pretty, you know, if, if you want to be good at ping pong, you got to play a lot of ping pong. So I got good with the call just because I did it all the time. Then it was about making the sounds at the right time, you know, and that to me more than anything, knowing when, when and why to do it Absolutely. Uh, is, is a huge thing. And I, and I can't stress enough for our listeners, spend time in the woods. If you've already knocked your bull down, Go back out. Heck yes. Get in a herd of elk and watch them interact. is in session. Yeah, man. (laughs) Go learn because I'm telling you, there's so much to learn. I learned so much. I I killed a bull a couple years ago and then I lost my hat and Chad and Chad and I went back and had a huge bear encounter of where my carcass was. But we actually called a herd up to us and I spent 45 minutes chuckling with bulls. And it was just really done. and, And you could see their reaction. To what I was doing and they would come up really close 40 45 yards and they weren't seeing what they needed to see and they'd walk away and chuckle <laughs> and I chuckle back at them and it just drag them right back over there like where are you and you but know Gilbert so cool to see them interact with I, her. I don't want to miss out on that as well is and because that's a big thing that I'm preaching is if you ever really get lost in how to escalate and how to do it, mimic the mimic. animal that <clears throat> what they're doing. And that Agreed. can do a lot for you right there. Uh, it can do a lot for you. And no I, I want to, I, before we close out here and I know tonight's a long one. This was a lot of content about the content guys. Don't look at that as a whole force with, you know, don't, don't miss the force for the trees. If you really start to look at it, there's a bunch of them trees that are same that are leaning a certain way for the same reason. There's a lot of these things that are the same emotions for the same modes and some of the same calls. They're all the same calls. It's just when you use them on the animals. And again, if a, if a bull escalates with you, have at it, man. And then once he gets in there and he has escalated and he's worked up and you can tell that, uh, enjoy the moment and go after him. You know, the other thing I would like to, before we, you close out Gilbert is, is y'all, uh, I just want to ask you a huge favor. And that's, uh, these gentlemen spend a lot of time with me, uh, doing this away from their family. Uh, we've never asked any of you for a red cent, man. This is content that we're giving to you because uh, we believe in what we do has something special that it can bring to everybody's life. And uh, there, I'll be honest with you, completely transparent. There'll be a time when our academy's uh, up, and I hope a lot of people end up going there, and it, it does help us to pay for what we're doing. But we haven't done anything. You've been getting hours and hours of content. All we ask for you is if you would please let us know that you value that. For all the time that we're spending doing this, take five minutes. Go on to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review so that we know that what we're doing has value. Uh, We've really worked hard on this solo series, and we appreciate the three guys that left reviews out there. That was just so solid of them. But, you know, we're hoping to see that this is something that you guys really value. So let us know. All right? We'd appreciate that. Good, bad, and ugly. Good, bad, and ugly. You bet. Yeah, good, bad, and ugly. That's the only way we can grow. That's exactly right. uh, 
but don't be a butthole because Joe won't put it on the air. <laughs> I had to get that in. Look, this has been a freaking blast, Joe. Like always, uh, we love the elk hunt. It's coming up on us. We ask all of our listeners out there, man, practice your social distancing so we can put this pandemic behind us and, you know, have brighter days on the horizon. You know, take care of your neighbor, pray for them. Uh, there's a whole lot of people that are in some really a whole lot rougher shape than we're in. We're blessed. Uh, so, uh, Chav, as always, we're pulling this for you, brother. This for you, bro. You uh, bet. Unbelievable. Watched him take a couple of steps this week, Joe. Got to get did. that out there. It's tremendous. We're so excited for Chav and the work that he's put in. First it four really... steps to the rest of his life, man. Exactly. So yeah. uh, we're we're pulling for him. Uh, you know, um, we're we're going to do our part and and keep keep solid every week. And we appreciate all of our listeners out there. God bless all of them. You know, and, and I've said this many times in closing, husbands, you know, I know you want to kiss your wives and everything, but right now <laughs> under this pandemic, we're asking all the husbands, fist bump your wives, wives, fist bump your kids and your husband. Y'all keep your powder dry and your broadhead sharp, and we'll see you next week right here on Blue Collar Elk Hunting. Peace, peace, y'all. Later. go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.